it's your uncle Gomez, and this is the Danger Gnome Podcast. Today, we're lucky we have a bike black ribbon test pilot and me amigo. We have Noel Kurt with us today. Welcome to the show, Noel. Thank you. Thanks for having me, hey, Gomez. <laughs> we uh, we're going to talk about outbound lighting. You uh, mm-hmm. you just uh, you got a set of these since they're mountain bike lights. Which is uh, a hangover, which uh, goes on the helmet, and the trail Evo, which goes on your bars. Um, yeah. Yep. And there's no battery cable and light. The battery is integrated into the light. Um, yep. That was a major must for me. Yep. And we're going to kind of talk a little bit about it. Um, we both have had these lights for a little bit, and I've been I've been using mine. And uh, yeah, the one thing I, that I, that I would say about these things is that when I forget about thinking about them, and I'm on my way home, and I've got you know I've been on places where there are no cars, and the last stretch before I get home, there could be a car behind me. I oftentimes mm-hmm. think to myself. Oh crap! Is there a car behind me? But it's really just how bright my just, lights are. It's just you, yeah, yeah. They are. They have a wide, wide pattern, and they're extreme. I don't know. Are you using the? Are you using mainly that uh, the adaptive mode, or do I, you kick it down? I have used both, but this last ride that I did, I just set it in adaptive mode, and uh, yeah. Which is really an interesting concept is that it this adaptive mode starts out at the brightest uh yeah. level and then it just slowly sucks it down and I've, you know you have a lot of time to to think while you're uh while you're out there on the bike and I'm thinking, yeah, is there some sort of biomechanical relationship between how your pupil dilates and the timing of this dimming of the light? Right. Well, well, I suppose it has to have some sort of timer to it. Right. Quite right. But how how they set that? But um, but yeah, you know, like you you uh, wake up in the middle of the night and you turn your bedroom light on and it's super bright and then your eyes adjust and so it's kind of the opposite of that, right? So um, I've used I ride to my ride a lot, um, so. I keep it in low until I get to the trail mm-hmm. and then I switch it to adaptive mode. But then like you, I forget that it's on. So when I'm done and I'm riding on riding my ride, then I'm blinding pedestrians and, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> dog walkers and things on the way home. That's so kind of fun, but yeah, same. Uh, yeah. So how would Absolutely. you, uh, I, uh, a friend of mine, Charlie Johnson, I saw he has, now Now it's going to be a thing, like, anybody I see with that, uh, with the Trail Evo mount, the bar mount on their bike, mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, so how do you like your lights? What do you think? Yeah. What's good about them? What's bad about them? Blah, blah, blah. So I, I asked Charlie about that at the huge ass race, and he's like, mm, well, he just noticed that the battery life, the burn time, your your burn life goes down as the temperature goes down you know we just have oh. a really cold snap on on mine i'm getting my hour and a half ride in 
inadaptive and it's going down to you know full charge is four four bars and it's going down to two bars um the f- yeah the yeah f- the first run through uh i think i was out for maybe a little bit longer than that and i ran it down to one bar but that's a fresh first time charge so it's you know it's like the last the next two or three times that i've used them it's been that down to two so it's probably more typical you can't really think about that first one yeah same so i'll add two point three points to that the first ride i went on i thought adaptive mode was the second click so i put both in the second click and i burned them out and it was probably a you know 35 40 degree evening and uh I burned it. I burned the headlight out in about an hour. Out, I would say. And when I noticed it went out, I'm like, "Oh man, I'm in, I'm in high, not adaptive." So then I, I kicked my handlebar mount down to low and got home. Then the next ride I went on, I was uh, in low. It was a, it was just a easy flat single track ride, and. Um, I was just in low the whole time on both, and I got, I got um, two hours without even. It, I don't think it even went down a bar. If it if it did, if it did, it only went down a bar. And then tonight, but tonight I paid special attention to knowing I was going to talk to you. I went on a 30, 31 and a half mile ride. Um, the first twelve of it was like urban bouncing around, all in low, and I got that. So that was about the first first hour then the second two hours i was in adaptive mm-hmm. and, and right now um they are with two they have two bars left so three hours one of it in or one of it in low and two of them in adaptive and i have two bars left cool that's pretty that's pretty good yeah and it's a, yeah, yeah. it's about 29 30 degrees right right now have you uh have you tried to piggyback a, ba- a battery on and burn and, and charge at the same time? No, I've not tried that. I've not tried no. that either, but and I don't have quite the throughput on my jump battery because it's a few years old. Um, but to say to be able to keep up and charge the battery as you burn it, you need a 3.0, 3 amp. Uh, anyway, but and I think mine's like, 2.4. So. Like one of those mopey things. That, yeah, that, I'm not sure. That, I haven't, yeah, I, I haven't looked at, but just a jump battery, a, a an additional storage unit. It's kind of interesting um, that I, I have some new Bontrager lights. They have a new commuter light that acts not only as a light, a thousand lumen kind of standard freestanding, no cable or battery, just like the outbounds, but it can be. It's it's programmed so that it can be a battery source, a power source to power your, let's say, your Wahoo or your uh, uh, Garmin, so or whatever you want it to power, your phone, etc. Huh. So that's cool. Yeah, I thought that that was some pretty that's innovative a- technology in lighting. But um, the other thing yeah, that we haven't a- really talked about is like the useful level of the light that these outbound lights kind of produce. Uh, that's really, yeah. I think, the differentiation point or the tipping point beyond being a self-contained light without a cable and a battery, um, that the light that 
that our bezeling system creates is not really doesn't create a lot of shadows and it it it's it's very illuminating you know it's different <laughs> it's different than any other light than i've than i've used before and by different i mean better <laughs> way better like and i you know to to be honest to to anyone who listens to me i use stuff till it breaks so i have the same three old lights that I've had for about 10 years. And I was, um, I was on a trip with, with Julio actually. And, and Rob mm-hmm. and, uh, two, we got talking. two very, you know, bike connoisseurs. Very much so. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, very much people who, um, they, they research the value of things, right. It's, uh, they're not people who are going to buy something, Zooty because it's Zooty. They they really want to get their money's worth, and um, they're both um, Midwest guys too. So Chicago, these lights being made in Chicago is to me it's a it's attract it's an attractive thing. So um, we we're on this trip talking about lights. I've got these these same these same old lights that I've always had and uh, for a very long time. But I'm ready to invest in something different. But there's so many things out there and um, you know, I, I'm, I'm someone who takes forever to research things and, and buy things. But these guys in a matter of three or four days showed me some videos, um, talked about them a lot. Um, and I, I got back home from Arizona and thought, well, this is actually, they're not that expensive for what it seems like you get. So, um, pretty reasonable cost i thought i agree their price point is is it's not like (laughs) it's not like a lot of made in america products (laughs) where it's like well the the cost differentiation is too high this is a very competitive priced unit yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely i mean so the the units that i had before there i'd run two of them and they're 110 dollars a piece uh, one on my helmet, one on my bar, mm-hmm. and this is this is somewhere. I got the Black Friday deal or something like that. So I think out the door I was at three twenty five or something like that. And for the this is this is um, comparatively speaking, it's it's uh, it's it's four times the light for you know a hundred dollars more. They're they're just really really impressive on the trail. The the beam pattern is so wide. It's so bright. And I really can, I can't outrun the light so far on the, on the stuff that I've been writing. Yeah, they just shared some statistics with me about their 2022 uh, sales figures for outbounds. And uh, uh, they're 55% up from 21 to 22 and 934% over just the past three years. Uh, in 2022, so they're 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 selling a lot of these lights. A lot of like I, you're not wow. You're, you're not you're not my only buddy that that has bought these lights. And I should uh, do a shout out to Melissa Clark, who was on a ride, uh, a Halloween ride, and I cracked my my uh, light mount. Uh, 
so I rode next to her on the on like a crushed gravel trail, and mm-hmm. she had these lights, and I was just like, "Damn, yeah!" <laughs> these, right. I'm, like, I'm like, "Holy crap! This is like driving my car." That's how bright and good the light Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, and she told me this story where it was like, well, there's a Camrock group ride and the regulars there, one of the guys got these lights and then one by one, they, they all changed from whatever they were running to these lights. And it's like, I don't know how far your lights, I, I go all the way back to like the late eighties when it would lead acid batteries and there was a hmm. there was a light called a turbo cat and then we all had night riders and then we went to the hids i still have two hid yeah. lights and yeah I, and then i ran magic shine uh led lights for for years and years one on the hat um one of the other things that about this uh, uh about the hangover light is it's very small very light and it uses a gopro mount yeah, they sent yeah. us a, so, a stick-on one with mine, but I have one of these Bontrager commuter helmets that has a, a rare earth yeah. magnet connection that uses that same mount. So mine just magnets on top of that helmet. So convenient. That so, is something that uh, that's if I had if I had to call one one negative out to it, which and it's not that would. That would be it. I, I like, there's two helmets that work for me in this whole world because I have this gigantic, odd-shaped head. I don't know what happened to it when I was a baby, but it, it does, it's weird. Um, so I need extra-large helmets, and only like only like the uh, Bell 661 works for me, mm-hmm. and the POC, uh, extra-large, any POC, extra-large extra helmet. And none of those have the, that... Um, that magnetic GoPro mount or that click in, there's a click in mount that, that I've seen before too, or the Go, GoPro. So now I have this thing stuck on my the adhesive stuck on my helmet, which is fine. It's no big deal, but you just bought a $250 helmet. I don't necessarily want to stick this thing on it, but right. And sometimes I, my, my Bontrager helmets don't have a center rib. So that would have to be like off center somewhere. And that would, mess, yeah, that would mess with my chi, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but my chakras all misaligned and shit. <laughs> your OCD starts kicking in, starts <laughs> your eye switching. <laughs> my, my light like at a jaunty angle on my head. <laughs> You're looking just out of your right eye as you right right down the trail. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with Gomez, man. He keeps on he keeps on just pulling to the right the whole time. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. But one of the things that I've and so going through my list of of helmets, sure I had the I had the Knight Rider digital one that would black out, that just shut off as you're going down the hill at Mach five. So that one of the features of that light was yeah. But so, when danger was like really when danger peaks, it just cuts out. Do you remember that? But that was the only like super bright light in the game at the time. And Knight Rider knew it. And, and uh, when the HIDs came out, they gave me a really good deal. 
on on that light because of it. So so that was cool. Then I wrote, ran that forever, forever. And then the something and every time I'd have a problem with a battery or a cable breaking out, Night Rider um, took care of it. They were really good service. So I have to give them props about that. And then I got sick of carrying that battery around. And then I ended up with just using those like Luminas. And that's all, that's all I've been using for, for 10, 12 years is those Knight Rider Luminas. And they've, they've done great. But now I, now I throw it on and I'm like, it's like riding in the dark again. I can't go back. So if you had to uh, rate the outbound lighting uh, setup in uh, a scale of uh, one to five flaming danger gnomes, what would you for, give them? For, for me, it's a it's a five. A I mean, five point oh, perfect score from the uh, from the Iowa judge. It well, yeah, and and, um, and the other part of it. And then I'll then I'll shut up. Is you know we 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 ride uh we ride a lot of Rudy Rudy stuff here in Iowa. Like Sugar Bottom is a very Rudy trail, and the 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 uh, the snow trails that we have groomed or not groomed. Even if we groom them, they get post hold pretty fast. So um, it's bouncy. You know it's rough, and uh, you know you you get those other lights, any other light, you know, they move around, they rattle. And these things are just solid as a rock. They don't move at all. And that's, that, that by far makes up for that. Me having to stick on that thing on my helmet. So, yeah, so true, far, that, that, yeah. that trail evil, uh, handlebar mount reminds me of, you know, like high quality photo equipment, the way that an SLR, attaches to a quality tripod it's a similar mounting system and that thing is just and it's you just crank that thing on and it does not move an inch yep yep burns and looks badass and it's got like yeah it's got like ram air it's like it got it's got the cooling um aspect of it is is pretty cool and didn't you think when you took it out of the box it would be heavier, the way it looked? It's yeah. not. It's not, it's not heavy. No, it's, no, no. It, it's lighter than than the other systems. That it's lighter than even my Magic Shine is definitely lighter than than those HID systems with the. Oh, with geez, the, yeah. But if you have some of those old battery systems, here's my tip: is if you need new batteries, don't go back to the manufacturer. Go to a Batteries Plus store. And bring your battery and say, I just want you to replace these cells. If it won't take a charge or hold a charge anymore. And they just cut that thing open and replace the cells and it's half the price. So there you go. Really? Yeah. Huh. yeah. But really, <laughs> you should get one of these lighting systems mm-hmm. because I, it's it's a big step forward in how it enables you to do our sport. Yeah, I agree. Might not be important I, to a hunter or a hiker, or but but to a cyclist when you're traveling at that, you know, ripping at eight miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're fl- you're flying. You must be getting fast. <laughs> well, I might I might have exaggerated. <laughs> 
I was trying to trying to look good there, but uh, trying to impress your friends. Exactly. <laughs> Drop anything out of an airplane, and uh, it's gonna go fast. But yeah, oh, awesome. these these things are are pretty darn good. I'm gonna leave my rating, my flaming danger gnome rating, till later in the show because we're gonna talk to also uh, bike black ribbon test pilot uh, Luke Drinkard. Oh, oh yeah, cool. Because I said you weren't my only friend that that got them, and then we did the shout out to Melissa, and then we forgot. Well, I forgot. Oh, to talk about yeah, gotcha. but Luke is coming up next with uh, more words about the the outbound landing. I'll probably he won't have to grill me like Noel grilled me on because uh, I spilled everything that I know about these. <laughs> Someone's gonna have to get technical on you. What are the lumens? I have no idea. Yeah, it's, not, it's not a lumen game. They kind of changed the lumen game. Oh, see, no, I don't even know. Uh, it's all about the bezel, man. Mm. That's bezel. Yeah, frosty light, usable light. Okay. Something like that, you know? Okay. Not that crazy psychedelic HID light. Yeah, that does that blinky, blinky, blinky blue light thing. And it kind of goes through the little spectral, like blue, yellow, red, like, and, it, and, then, yeah. and then it's like, just like, ah. But that's a very shadowy light. That's a light that has a ton of illumination, but it can create that, those weird, like if you ride Rudy stuff, that's where that light will hide stuff that's behind some of those roots, right? Yeah. Whereas this new system is more like your fluorescent work light in a factory. For sure. I, <laughs> I was like, I can yeah. see. I can see the, what I need to see. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I definitely work in a factory. So I could talk, you have to use the LEDs these days, of course. Oh. Uh, but, um, yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I can't say. I don't, I don't have enough knowledge about other light systems to say, to, other than the ones I've, I've used myself to say that it was shadowy or not. But I can, I can tell you so far, I have not been able to outrun these lights, outride the lights. So, and I'm not that fast, but I'm like a. Right? Wouldn't you? What, don't you think I'm either like a fast little guy or? You led the fast no, group, sure. the fast and far group at uh, Sweaty Yeti this year. Yeah, before I lost the whole group. <laughs> and you rode so fast that you rode, you rode away from the whole group. Took a small group of caballeros with you, got to the high ground, uh, and then you were like, "Yeah, where's everybody else, man? Yeah, so. where'd you go?" So that was a. How about events? What what kind of events are on your uh, event horizon? You know you're you're there in Cedar Rapids and Sugar yeah. Sugar uh, Sugar Bottom is yep. not too far from there. Uh, yeah, isn't it the uh, Lake McBride Classic that's near you? Lake, yeah, yeah, that is a fun, fun, fun race. Um, and I don't know to to me, right? And I'm gonna. I'm definitely subjective about this. I I measure all events in the winter against the uh, Sweaty Yeti 
Um, because that event to me is what, if you're going to have a fat bike race, that's, you know, that's what it's all about. It's not just about fast guys. It's about everybody getting together, have fun, having fun. And the fast guys do the fast, I shouldn't say guys, fat, pe- fast people do their, do their thing. And, but it's mostly about everybody. And, um, the Lake McBride classic is definitely that. And these guys, uh, these folks put together, uh, a really nice course. Nate, Nate Colbaum was a friend of mine. Um, and, uh, he's just a really, really good dude. He, he knows what, he knows what a good event should look like and he does it. Cool, man. Yeah. I, I, I know a little bit about that event and I likened it to, I was talking to Adam Blake and we, I mentioned that race and, uh, the fact that they have a three person relay, right? And, uh, yeah. you know, I, I'm familiar with that, that, with that. I've run a bunch of races in that format. And, uh, yeah. He was, did you saying, kind of, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, he was saying that the I am fat in Iowa City came directly out of the Team Snow Bike Enduro that first race a long time yeah. ago. That, yeah. That, that we all went to because you know we all had white pugsleys and yeah they were like four fat bikes and we had to share them exactly <laughs> but it was awesome it was so fun it was yeah it's yeah I mean I liken it to a, my, the best adult gym class day there ever was because we it's <laughs> you know like it, it's just like in gym class where you went and you were like, all right, we're going to play this sport. And the sport of the day was fat biking on snow mm-hmm. and uh, yep. and drinking. And uh, yeah. and then we lined up and we picked teams and <laughs> we did it. We kept score. We had it was, trophies. We had, it, it was, it was fun. It was great. Yeah. It was comedy. It was comedy in a lot of ways. Oh man, yeah. I I can't remember. I mean that that had uh, that that day took the cake, didn't it? But I, now, do you know if I am fat is still run? Um, it's not. Um, the uh, it 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 tried and it, it may come back, but the the weather just has killed it enough times where. Um, it's just, it just didn't make, didn't make sense to keep going. Right. And, and then one point, the, uh, the area that it was being ridden in got, you know, it got warm during the race one day and just a little bit of snow and got really torn up. Oh no. Um, as I understand it. And there were some land manager issues after that naturally, but, um, I think I'm not, I'm not certain of that, but that, that event isn't on the calendar anymore. Have you um, ever been a, one of the triple D guys? I've never seen arrow bars on any of your fat bikes, but. Oh yeah. Triple D's a triple D's pretty fun. Actually. Um, Rob McKillop's a great friend of mine. He's the arrow bar guy. Oh yeah. He's like one of the four, four arrow bar guys, but yeah, I don't, I don't understand it, but Hey, do your thing, Rob. Go Dude. buddy. I hope you're listening. Rob, shout out to Rob McKillop. He has like a drop bar, full carbon, yeah, crazy, yeah, like yeah, 
Yeah. You know, if the you one, ever want to, yeah. If you ever want to write it, let me know. Cause just come on over. He'll let you. All right. Mm-hmm. He's much taller than me though. Well, oh yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a size bigger than me for sure. Oh, for sure. So I'll have to slam that seat all the way down, which is the way yeah. I like to ride my road bike anyway. <laughs> I want to see you do a wheelie. <laughs> One-handed wheelie. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> I, I can write checks on the internet that my, yeah, my skill set gonna... will never catch. <laughs> my, da- my dad's old phrase of, you're mouth's writing checks that your ass can't cash. <laughs> Indeed. That's exactly what I was doing yeah. there. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Yeah, Rob's great. Rob's actually, so in Cedar Rapids, too, there's, um, I've always told you that Cedar Rapids is a great, great fat bike area. It's just, it's just impossible for me, um, with young kids to plan an event here with weather and, you know, it takes so much, as you, you well know, right? There's so much work in planning an event and to, to have it just go to, crap because 40 degree weather day is really hard but you know if the if if the all the things line up right it's just a great place to to ride fat bike a really great trail system here is river the river and creek um trail system that circles the the entire town is makes it a great fat bike area for sure and here's the thing is like Races are, are great and all, and group rides are great, but the best rides that you're ever going to have on your fat bike is if you're in a position where you can get on your bike and it's snowing out and there's snow on the ground and maybe they haven't plowed everything or it all hasn't been trashed out. I mean, I rode last night when it was snowing, and we got a snick of snow, and it was just gorgeous. I got freshies. Yeah. On everything that I rode, I got freshies. And then I went out back this morning, and it had snowed just enough to, like, cover all my tracks. Another just a small snick of snow, and I got freshies on a bunch of other road stuff because everything's really soft and wet. But, right, you know, right. it's like everything. All I rode a bunch of, like, crazy grassy stuff that's parklands and dog walking areas and agricultural stuff it's like when it's snowing the world is your playground yeah in fact um i i got some freshies on a uh on a trail tonight that's it's new it's a new single track trail that we built here and i expected it to have been ridden to a pulp today and there was no there had been nobody on it as of in fact, that's where I texted you and said, "Hey, I'm going to be late because <laughs> this is awesome." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's just well, that, that's a good feeling when you get an inch of snow and you get first tracks. It's yeah, yeah, pretty good stuff. It's awesome. So I don't know. Maybe the maybe the moons will line up someday, and you know, you can you can get here and we can holler at Adam and have him come over and be fun be a good time yeah man sounds good to me you know yeah uh, i love to go places and ride bikes oh yeah for sure all right my man well thanks for, for sure. being on the danger gnome 
Uh, we'll have some fabulous parting gifts for you. <laughs> I'm sure we will. <laughs> we have we have new stickers in color, Sweet. almost like a sweaty Yeti looking guy. Yeah, I do like that sticker. I saw it on the inter wherever interwebs Instagram. I think yeah. it was. Yeah. Thanks for everybody. All the interest cool. we gave all those away in a very quick order, oh. like. <laughs> Like you, you all sent me a million pictures of your bikes, and it was it was a beautiful mm. thing. Yeah, oh, stickers for is everybody. That, yeah, everything has stickers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, my dude. Sweet man. All well, right, you well, have a great night. All right, you too. Thanks for being on the show. See ya later. All right. Well, that was Noel, my buddy Noel from out there in Iowa, and uh, we're going to have Luke Drinkard from up in Duluth talk about some outbound lighting, and uh, that'll be up right after this. Hi, I'm Rob with Bird. Bird has once again partnered with our friends at Onyx Racing Products and Head Cycling to deliver the Made in Minnesota wheel set, manufactured entirely here in Minnesota. With custom hook flange Vesper fat hubs that weigh 235 grams less than the standard Onyx fat hubs, head big deal or big half deal rims, and Blackbird spokes, these are some of the highest performance fat wheels ever created. The Made in Minnesota wheel set is a rolling work of art and is now available for a limited time at birdspokes.com along with the full lineup of road, gravel, mountain bike, custom, and wheel rebuild services. Well, as promised, we have... Our uh, bike black ribbon test pilot, Luke Drinkard. Welcome to the show, hey, Luke. Hey, Gomez. How's it going? Hey, Gomez. Good, good. Things are doing great. How are you? I am Mr. Talk Overton-ness. you going to do it. The, uh, this is the kind of the, well, it's not really the outbound lighting show. It's definitely an outbound lighting segment. And uh, you had contacted me, and just about the same time that I was, like, trying to get a set of these lights, you were like, hey, man, I got a set of these lights. And uh, so uh, we're talking about the outbound lighting system, the uh, Hangover and Trail Evo uh, lights, which you've gotten and tested. How is that working out for you? Well, let me tell you, they have been fantastic. I uh, I plan on doing the Margie this year, and I've been reading reviews on, you know, what lights people are recommending, and quite a few of them have been these these outbound lights, and I can see why now that I've actually gotten to use them. You know, with the uh, with the nighttime riding, well, of course, in winter, but you know, it still counts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Around here, you yeah. know, in the wintertime, it seems like you know, it gets dark early. And that's, I seem to do a lot more night riding in winter than I do in the summertime. Um, but, so, you were using both lights on your yes. off-road adventures? Yes, I have been. I've got the, uh, the Trail Evo hooked up to my fat bike mm-hmm. and uh, and the... Hangover has been right up on my noggin protector. Yeah. So Lighten what away. what modes are are you using? So mainly when I'm just tootling about, I'll just leave them on low 
because I don't know how long I'm going to be out. And even at low, they are, with all the snow, it just reflects so bright. And they're just, they're perfect. But then when I uh, start hitting the more of the black diamond stuff that we most of the time groom, uh, it gets a little hairier. So I, I bump them up to, to, to full. And I'll tell you, I could almost melt the snow with this bright as they are. Have you tried that, that intuitive mold? Because that's, that's what I've been using mine on most of the, the adaptive. time. Yeah, the adaptive. I have not. I, I read about it, and I've, I've tried it once, and it's like, yeah, you know, it works. But then, let me rephrase that. It does work. It's just I don't like it as much because it makes me think I'm, I'm going a little crazy because things start getting dimmer. It's like, wait a second. Oh, yeah, it's a special mode on the light. Oh. Yeah, I've never been able to like really notice it, but I haven't been doing a lot of really dull black diamond single track riding at night. I've been doing more uh, just kind of like vanilla riding at night. Okay, sure. Um, hey, there's and, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that. That mode seems to work out well for that. Um, but I have played around with it and run it in, in all the modes as well. I was wondering mm-hmm. like how, how long of a burn time have you been getting? You know, with my rides, they so we do a Monday night fat bike ride, and it usually lasts between an hour and a half to two hours. And with it on low, no problem. I still have full bars. Uh, when it's on high, it's it's close. Uh, the the website says the the trail, so the handlebar mount gets about a, an hour and three quarters, one and three quarters of an hour on high. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't use it on high the whole time, uh, so I, I've never had an issue with them. Yeah, my, most of my rides are run around that an hour twenty to an hour forty of moving time, and I only mm-hmm. have the lights on when I'm moving. Um, maybe up to two hours of actual time. Um, sure. And, and I've only run it down to one bar one time. Most of the time, it's down to two bars at the end of my rides. So okay. it's doing the trick. Have you noticed yeah. anything with, have you gotten into like any really super cold weather, like zero or single digits? I'm pretty sure I did shortly after I got them. And they still seem to work just fine. That may have been the day when I you know, got down to two bars. Gotcha. Um, but like I said, I haven't really ridden all that, that long. Mm-hmm. I had one, one or two rides where I've done a little over two hours. And like I said, I just keep it on low. Uh, that ride, one of the rides was on the, uh, the river bottoms down in twin cities. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, there's no technical, it's pretty much like pavement because they, they groom it really well down there. And yeah. so I just use the low beam on both and yeah it works perfectly well cool you just got back from bentonville didn't you uh yes sir yep i spent a week down there uh well last week as a matter of fact for the uh for the new year's holiday very cool and uh you you said you did your biggest biggest uh is it a drop drop oh yes yep yep the uh, if anybody looks up Bentonville, you know, big drop on YouTube, they'll go right to that. And it's, 
it's on a trail. I believe it's called Drop the Hammer. And uh, I was lucky enough there was a guy at the top to tow me in because there wasn't. There's no way I'd have done it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, he agreed, and he, he told me some little tricks on how, you know, how to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, first try, nailed it. So that was pretty exciting. Uh, later that day, I measured, or I went online to see how tall it was, and it was, I think they said it was 12 feet. And uh, it certainly felt that tall. <laughs> 12 feet, dude. That's yeah. Large. Yep. Well, I'm glad to see that you're okay. Oh, yeah, live, me too. I live to <laughs> go race the Margie. So, in, any uh, big events coming up for you in the uh, for the winter season? Are you doing the Berkey? Are you doing World Championships? Are you going to the U.S. Open? I would love to do those. However, I don't think I'll be able to. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, I'm definitely planning on. The sweaty yeti, though. Oh, nice! You have to do that one. I mean, I'm going. I'm going to that one, and uh, you know, I might ride some laps. Perfect. I'll be able to push you off the trails then. <laughs> Indeed. Maybe we'll go for a big night ride. Hey, with these lights, it won't be night. So. <laughs> I know the. Once you go riding with somebody with these lights, and if you're a night rider, I think you'll be like, oh man, this is a better mousetrap. This is more usable light. So I, I would totally agree. Uh, the, the, the trail evil, it, it throws such a nice wide pattern that sometimes you don't even need your helmet light. I mean, it's it, by far my favorite night, uh, favorite light that I've had so far. And I've had, I don't know, four or five different lights. Yeah, me too. Um, I've I've had many light systems over the years, and they've just gotten better and better and better. And definitely. I hadn't really upgraded from my LED lights for quite a few years. got to be maybe a dozen years. And then these lights came out, and it's kind of odd the way that it is very seamless, the way that the handlebar light and the head head or helmet mounted light kind of like meld into one and you really can't differentiate one from the other until you move your head very radically like really fills in a panoramic view of the trail it really does and that like with this margie race i've I've read you know articles on articles and videos and and from what I hear, it's probably going to fill every tick or every check mark that I need for that race. I mean, I, I don't plan on going that fast, so I'll probably be stuck out there at night. <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking, well, you're going to be crawling up hills. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, what do I know? I've just, I just know what I've read and heard, listened to people's. I can't believe that people still want to do this race after reading what I've read about it. <laughs> it's so true. I, I, you know, I've read anywhere from this race is impossible to even even really good riders like a top of the line racers that are like this is probably the hardest day, hardest race I've ever done. And, of course, being a mountain biker, you're like, sounds fun to me. 
who's up for a little suffering? <laughs> well, you're a better man than I, Luke. I'll just I'll just stick to my to my, to my right little riding around in circles race. Hey, there's nothing wrong as long as you're getting out and having fun. Indeed, that's what I keep on telling myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on and talking to us about your outbound lighting, made in America light set. That's kind of another cool thing. Like, good thing about these lights is like they're not outrageously expensive. They're made in no. the USA. Um, Definitely. So down in Chicago, if you like that area. Yeah, those guys, they make good lights and good traffic. Definitely. <laughs> good traffic jams and good lights. And, and great pizza. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> Never forget the pizza, man. Yeah, all kinds of good food down there. And Lollapalooza. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, delicious. <laughs> All right, Luke. Well, thanks for being on the old Danger Gnome. You keep uh, you keep on uh, trucking, and we'll be back with uh, we'll be back with men's cycling lingerie. That's coming up next on the Danger Gnome. <laughs> Well, it's your Uncle Gomez, and it's the Danger Gnome Podcast. Uh, we have with us uh, Melissa Clark. She is a board member at the Metro Mountain Bikers in Milwaukee. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Yeah, thank you for having me, and good morning. So, I, you know, I, I record these shows in segments, and in, in a segment where I'm talking to my buddy Noel about outbound lighting, we... I give you a shout out and then you're actually on the same show about a couple of things. We're going to talk about that out by lighting, but first we're going to talk about the neon nights go with the flow event. Uh, it's February 11th at Manuka park in beautiful Waukesha as I call it, but it's really Waukesha, Wisconsin. <laughs> yes. Um, Metro mountain bikers, uh, you know, coming back out of, COVID, where events were canceled, are um, working to put together a fun winter fat biking event on our trails. We are hoping for snow. Um, we've got a taco food truck coming. We've got beer, and we're asking for donations and for folks to come out with their bikes and, you know, put some lights on your bike. We'll be handing out glow sticks, beer, beer koozies, eating tacos, and uh, riding our trails at night. So um, our plan is to light up the trails and get everybody out, uh, family-friendly, and uh, glow with the flow. So it should be pretty fun. It's our first time doing it. Um, we're getting a lot of teacup candlelight to try to light up the trails as much as we can. Ah, cool. So it should be a, just a great time. And then we're asking for donations. We've got free beer, you know, um, prizes, raffle prizes for folks, and um, all the donations will go right back to our trails. So it's pretty, pretty wonderful. There's oh. no overhead. Metro Mountain Bikers, for those that don't know, that's the trail advocacy group for 
so many trails. I I looked at your the Metro Mountain Bikers website, and I, I didn't even know where some of these trails were. And you know, I've been around since oh, for oh, for a long time, and I'm just like, wow, I can't believe it. Yeah, so, we um, have built and maintained thirty miles of single track mountain bike trails um, in the Milwaukee metro area, and we have trails in four different counties. So we work with four different counties. Um, to get approvals and have, um, you know, kind of the rights to build and maintain those trails. Mm-hmm. And those relationships with the counties and the parks are really important. And we've got just a great group of dedicated volunteers in each area that kind of help us lead, manage, maintain, and build each of those trails. Some of them are very short uh, segments, and some of them, um, like the Tosa Trails, are up to about 16 miles now. So, Very cool. And Manuka, awesome. where the night uh, ride is going to yeah, be, yeah. is very cool. Very nice. And uh, there, it's Heritage, Hoyt, Kegel Alpha, Manuka, Oak Hill, Pleasant Valley, Port Washington, and River Glen. Yes, yes. Wow, that's, um, that's a lot. Yeah, and I, a I, lot of, we're doing a lot of work out at our Heritage Trails. They're in Washington County, Washington County Park. Uh, just south of Slinger. So we've got a lot of momentum. We've got a lot of dedicated volunteers. And I think even just last month, we built another half mile of single track. And uh, the trails are, are groomed there as well as Munuka, right? Mm-hmm. And Pleasant Valley is also um, groomed. And Pleasant Valley is in Ozaki County, um, south of Cedarburg. So we've got three trails that we groom. We have two Snow dog groomers, and we have a dedicated crew of volunteers that help us um, groom and you know keep those trails maintained through the winter. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about outbound lighting too. Um, yeah. So you were the you were the person that introduced me and illuminated my way when after I bro- <laughs> after I broke my light mount on a Halloween ride and I was just like oh man I have to get these <laughs> they're wonderful um you know I I don't see that well in the dark and I love trail riding in the dark but I I find that I was like not hitting roots properly and knocking my handlebars on a tree I didn't notice and it was kind of keeping me from night riding, which mm-hmm. is, you know, in Wisconsin, six months out of the year, it's dark before like 530. So if you want to ride after work, you got to have good light. And so I did some research or, you know, just asking groups on social media about light. And I found out there's a Camrock mountain bike group that rides at night and Camrock, you know, um, you know, outside of Madison, and they all switched to these outbound lights. And there was a photo they posted on their night group, and it was just maybe a dozen of them lined up with the brightest lights you can imagine. And they had talked about how one of them in their group of night riders had outbound lights, and then throughout the year, every single person on that group ride switched over to outbound lighting. And so that was just really, like, I can't think of a better... Um, promo or a recommendation for some lights. And then I found out they're also locally made. They're out of Chicago and they're made here in the United States. So another reason to buy 
I know. On the other side of the cheese curtain down there in Illinois, they make one hell of a bike light. (laughs) Yeah. And so I got the pair of them. And the thing that gets me is the one that's on my helmet is so light that sometimes I forget it's even on there. I did a day ride and, you know, I did the huge ass fat bike race at our our Kegel Alpha Trail. And I was looking at the photos and I said, oh, I was still wearing my helmet light on my head. I had no idea it was even up there. And I was like, that's just, that's just wonderful when you don't even notice it. Um, Cause the older um, helmet light that I wore was, you know, substantially heavier, about twice as heavy. So. so I am ready for this neon nights ride. I, my granddaughter gave both Bethany and I crazy wacky lights. I'm going to, I'm telling you. There's my one of my wheels will turn into a electronic kaleidoscope of oh, mystery. Oh, you've got those lights. Yeah. Wow. So be ready to be dazzled. I can't wait. That's you know. <laughs> I'll probably run into a tree because I'll be looking at my own wheel. I know. I was thinking about that neon night light ride, and I was thinking I've got some nice spoke lights and stuff, and some little. LED lights that can wrap around the frame. And then I have these really great night headlights. And I was like, well, no one's going to see my beautiful lights if I have those bright outbound lighting up on there. So I'll have to go slow and just, you know, use my, my glow lights. At beverage stops, though, you know, you can leave your ambient lighting on. Yeah, yeah. So I just. We even got like crazy disco movement, fantastic mirror ball kind of thing going on. In the lights that we got for uh, from Santa, so from oh really? Yeah, disco. So uh, yeah, maybe think about uh, <laughs> bringing along a disco playlist. I know. I was just thinking about music. Mm, that so, made me think about yeah. it too. Yeah, I think there'll be folks with speakers. I really look forward to it. I hope the weather here in Wisconsin changes and we can start enjoying uh, winter. I hope we uh, get some freezing temps and some snow. Yeah. Well, you know, after mid-January, it's supposed to switch back on. The cold's supposed to get back going. So, And for at least today and tomorrow-ish, it's kind of wintry. So, yeah, temperatures are dropping back down, so that's, that's good. Cross our fingers. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the show, being on the Danger Gnome, and thanks for organizing fun, cool stuff like this that appeals to people who won't necessarily feel like a race is their place to go, right? Uh, I'm, I'm always applauding people that, that do things that are fun on bikes that it's not a race. Yeah, it's, everything we do with Metro is uh, social and family and community rides um we want to get everybody out to enjoy the trail and all different levels um we held a international women's bike ride uh day last year and we had people on the trails for our group ride ranging from three years old to in their uh, 70s it was pretty spectacular cool well right on Metro Mountain Bikers, look them up they're on the site we have a post up about the ride on the site and uh come you know, sign up. There's a link right there in the in the little uh, event spotlight. You can sign up and come and ride. See your Uncle Gomez maybe fall off his bike. 
looking at his front tire. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Thank All you right, so Melissa. Much. We'll see you. Thanks. Come on, we're still first to be at the fire, but I'll be nice to move here to scan names.